In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, this show does not only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And if you don't catch us live, don't worry because we're all over the net. We're on every single major podcast platform from Apple to Google Play to Stitcher to Spotify. You can find us all over. And in this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even propel your career. Now, I invite you to connect with me, Kimberly Lewis at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And tell me what kind of subjects you want to hear on this broadcast. Now, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's today's podcast. Um, You know, the majority of small business owners agree that online marketplaces have positively impacted their sales, according to a poll by Manta. Nearly 70% of the small business owners polled stated that marketplaces like Amazon and eBay have helped them increase sales, while about 30% believe they have had a negative impact. In addition, most small businesses, around 81%, believe that online sales are critical to their company's success, but most rely on their own websites as an e-commerce channel. But there's a lot of competition around marketplaces and a lot of competition increasing. But the consumer behavior is also showing that people like them. So what is our small and medium businesses to do? Um, how should they implement their growth strategy? How, what kind of technology should they use? In this episode, we speak with the CMO of a company that is on the cutting edge of technology that not only reflects consumer behavior, but also supports SMBs around the world. And our guest today is Jeff Tomlin, Vendesta's chief marketing officer. Now, Vendesta's purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium-sized businesses. Vendesta accomplishes this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world, their channel partners. The partners use Vendesta's technology to market, sell, build, fulfill, and deliver digital solutions to their SMB clients. And this end-to-end platform and marketplace are tightly integrated into an operating system delivered to SMBs, providing a single sign-on to their digital products and analytics. Vendesta serves 60,000 channel partners who in turn work with more than 5 million SMBs worldwide. And Jeff is co-founder of Vendesta, and he has been with the company since his first day in 2008. He provides the strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demands for Vendesta's platform. Prior to Vendesta, Jeff was the VP of Strategy and Business Development at Point2, where he helped grow a real estate platform from the ground up to more 100 up to over 165,000 agents in 85 countries. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, well thank you so much for having me. It's great to chat with you, Kimberly. Yeah. 
And uh, you're located in uh, Canada, right? Sunny Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's kind of a ways from here to Prague where I'm sitting today. So um, you you kind of have a view from the world from there. So uh, Jeff, let's just talk about, you know, buyer habits online or just general buyer habits today. You know, how have they changed in the last 24 months, especially since, you know, the pandemic yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, they they they've changed quite a bit. You see, um, business models have shifted because they they needed to shift out of necessity um, when the pandemic hit, and so you see local businesses shifting to things like curbside pickup, um, and uh, you you saw this massive explosion in e-commerce capabilities, and uh, like I said, a lot a lot of that change was was born out of necessity. Um, I like to, you know, share one story with um, people about, you know, a great example. There was a, a gentleman that uh, Jeff Kosher that owned a, a small um, comic book and 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 game store, and uh, he's the uncle of one of our uh, one of the members on my marketing team, and he uh, and his his name was Rylan, and Rylan was always trying to convince his uncle to uh, implement e-commerce on his website and sell his comics uh, and his collections all over the uh, all over the world mm-hmm. and it, it was it was a it was a gap he he didn't have the the, the capability and he, and he said to rylan I, you know i'd rather just close up shop than have to figure all of that out but when the pandemic hit you know um he realized that he wasn't even in a position to be able to close up shop and and uh um, and he he didn't really want to so he was forced into that and you know um, so he he dug in and we provided him help through some of our partners too. And you know, two years later, this year he's going to sell two hundred thousand dollars of 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 comic books through uh, his online store now. And uh, so it, it's um, it's pretty incredible to see the change that happened in a short while. Yeah, and and that's incredible. And that two hundred thousand, I bet you, Jeff, that's probably that's just not local anymore. It's probably reaching. Uh, beyond his local market, or is it all all over the place? He's he's shipping games and comics uh, all over the world. Yeah, and, and I mean that that's an interesting sh- shift from from how these local businesses actually in the pandemic became to reach. Um, I had a I had a, a story similar to that when when the pandemic first started. I was looking for masks, Paw Patrol masks for my nieces, and I couldn't find any. And sitting in Europe, I reached out to a small uh, a small children's shop in Connecticut and then mailed them to my nieces in Rhode Island. So it really, this pandemic has, you know, um, pushed SMBs. But what about the consumer behavior too? Okay, I just told my story about looking for masks. Um, do you see consumers being more tolerant at, you know, searching places and and not worrying if the comic comes from Saskatoon or from Prague or wherever how to have consumers related to this no you like you know in a on a macro scale you see people have just a, an expectation that no matter what type of business that they're purchasing from that they can interact with them in a in a digital way and transact with them in a digital way and um, I, you know, I see it, you know, people are familiar with, with digital channels and, and e-commerce capabilities, and they're used to buying from, um, you know, all, well, all sorts of different entities, not just the Amazons on, uh, of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's my question because I think, you know, I read, I read some statistics that said that, that, you know, most consumers begin their experience on Amazons, uh, the Amazons, of the world, um, and then kind of migrate to SMB. Uh, do you have you read anything on that? Is that kind of true that you know we kind of experiment with the big ones and migrate to the small ones as consumers? Yeah, you, you know, just um, anecdotally, and uh, you know, I, I I don't have specific research to to point to, but I've seen lots of examples of that, even in in my own behavior, because you know the big, a, a lot of times it's. You can you can find niche things. You can find um, more specific things from local providers. Um, sometimes it's more pleasant to 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 purchase from local providers. A lot of people have that mindset. You know, I like to say I, I uh, you know, the big guys don't always get it right, Kimberly. I, <laughs> I, I 
I I bought a thesaurus from uh, from Amazon the other day, and uh, and I got it in the mail, and it was just an empty box. <laughs> I mean, I I don't have the words to tell you how mad I was. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I, I I like that. What do you think? I mean, that comes to the difference between convenience and experience. Okay, um, in consumer behavior, um, do you think do you think it's a combination of both, or do you think people are, you know, now migrating more to the experience rather than the convenience? Where Amazon's were convenient, but my local provider has gives me a better experience. Well, you, you, you know, there, there's a mix. Pe- people purchase through marketplaces because of, you know, a number of different reasons for, you know, pricing, choice, um, trust, you know, they, that they, they trust the brand and that trust comes through through great experiences. Right. And so, um, you know, what I would say to you to, to your point there is that, um, you know, the onus is going to be on SMBs to be able to provide a great experience um, so that they can they can build uh, you know consumer trust like the big brands have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you think SMBs today can do that? Are they more digital savvy today than they were 24 months ago? Well, 100% they're more digital savvy than they were um, uh, you know a, a short while ago. Um, but oftentimes you know they they need to work with a with a trusted provider, especially with in in the realm of of marketing, um, in the realm of of e-commerce. Um, you know, th- those are more challenging uh, areas to to get to st- stitch things together and get them going. The, the the technologies themselves are a lot easier to use than they ever were, but op- most times um, SMBs have to turn to trusted experts in order to um, realize the the outcomes that they want to affect um, with, the, with their technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to come back to that in a minute because um, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, what trusted advisors can get, how, how they can help. Um, but but I'm going to kind of put you in a, you know, put you on the spot here for a minute. All right. Um, if you were to say, uh, let's say, in 2020, March 2020, that's when the uh, COVID hit. Um, would you say like maybe 30% of SMBs had were pretty digital savvy, and then after COVID, maybe 50%? And and uh, you know, do you have any kind of feel on the you know uh, how, what that growth was of them actually getting more digital savvy after the pandemic hit? Yeah. So the, the the numbers that have been tossed around in the in the you know the last yeah the last couple of years or the last year or so, um, it's estimated about eighty percent of all small businesses have a website now. And mm-hmm. you know I'm surprised that there's still considered you know twenty percent that wouldn't have a website. Um, that that's shocking and enough to me. But um, the ones that have uh, e-commerce capabilities, it was a very very small fraction, and that number. Almost, uh, you know, uh, tripled over the uh, over the course of the pandemic. Now, where where have we landed? Um, the estimates right now are about probably 20% of SMBs now have e-commerce capabilities, uh, and um, and w- when I say e-commerce, that means different things to different types of businesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're selling things, then it's it's an actual checkout. Um, but uh, you know, for for, for uh, you know professionals, it might just be a booking experience where you can uh, you know book on on their on their website. But yeah, the numbers are around twenty percent probably just now have e-commerce capabilities. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a long way to go. That's for sure. Yeah, that that strikes me as quite low. And um, we're going to talk about that when we get back. Um, you know that the and that twenty percent still don't have website. Um, I guess that doesn't surprise me as much, um, but uh, only 20% have e-commerce, it does. So, um, Jeff, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I want to kind of dig dig into a little bit of, of you know, what what we can do and how we can help those the, the 20% that doesn't have websites and, and how can we help e-commerce growth and what can we do with it to help SMBs. So, for our listeners, we are talking today with Jeff Tomlin, and he is 
is the chief marketing officer of Vendesta. And Vendesta is a worldwide company with its headquarters in Canada. And its purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium businesses through their partners. And Vendesta's technology goes to market technology, marketing technology, selling, billing, fulfilling, and delivering digital solutions to their SMB clients. Vendesta serves 60,000 channel partners who in turn work with more than 5 million SMBs worldwide. As co-founder, Jeff has been with the company since its beginning in 2008, and he is the one who provides the strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vendesta's platform. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Vendasta, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, Twitter, and on their website, www.vendasta.com. Now, this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing localizations. They Cinda provides virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And Cinda is also provides their conferences and will provide the next conference will be October 16th to 19th in Florence, Italy. And if you'd like to meet the Vendasta team, they will be hosting a wonderful evening at La Logoia in Piazza Michelangelo on October 17th. And you're welcome to join us there. Just go to www.cinda.org to find out more about the Florence event. And with that, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this broadcast is brought to you by Cinda Virtual. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest growing digital nonprofit associations. And today we are speaking with Jeff Tomlin, Vendesta's chief marketing officer. And Vendesta is a firm located, a technology firm located in Canada um, and around the world. And their purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium-sized businesses through their partner channels. And they have 60,000 partners worldwide who work with over 5 million SMBs worldwide. So, Jeff, um, before the break, we, we kind of just t- talked about kind of the, the state of what's going on today. And um, you, you gave us some statistics. You know, one was, you know, 80% have websites now and 20% uh, do not. And then you gave statistics on the economy. So let's, you know, let's talk a little bit about marketing agencies and some of your channel partners. And, um, 
you, you talk about the websites first. I mean, there's still 20 percent. Um, is that kind of, con- you know, how can agencies help, you know, get it so that practically every small business has a, a it begins with a website anyways? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, it, it's a good question, and there, there's a, a lot of opportunity out there in the marketplace right now for SMBs to grow, and and for the people that uh, that help them, um, there's a, you know a massive uh, market opportunity. You know, one of the uh, you know one of the ways forward, especially when you know agencies are are thinking about you know how how can we do a better job at helping, um, and you know they they've sort of. Uh, the the successful ones are following sort of the business patterns of the Amazons uh, of the world and trying to figure out how they can be more to their customers. And so I'll, I'll just throw out a couple of other statistics here. You know, about 45% of SMEs have most or all of their business software, you know, based in the cloud. And, you know, that was just half of that, uh, you know, five years ago. And Gartner is predicting by 2025 about 80% of of sales interactions are going to take place through digital channels like marketplaces. So I I tell you those um, just to, to to give a little bit of context about where where business is shifting. Um, and uh, one one of my favorite quotes um, that was by a gentleman about marketing was by a gentleman called Sergio Zyman, and uh, he was a former. Uh, marketing czar of Coca-Cola uh, back some time ago. And when he defined marketing, he said, marketing is the, the process of selling more things to more people for more money more often. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was one of my favorite descriptions of what marketing actually is. And uh, I, I think it's it's kind of an important comment um, in in this context, because you've seen a lot of agencies and and uh, technology providers who provide single point solutions um, suffer a little bit because there's a natural rate of churn in, in software and there's a natural rate of churn when we're dealing with SMBs, and so businesses have to figure out how um, they can be more to their customers and how how they can provide more and how they can be more of a a one stop shop and it's not you know, it's not just to make your customers more happy. It's also to ensure their survival, because if you're not growing, you're you're dying. Yeah. Someone else is eating away at you. And the way to grow is to, to be able to increase your market share, increase the, the number of things that you can provide, the number of people you can provide it for. How do you then expand the value that you get out of the, of the things that you're you're providing through through providing services? And then, you know, how, um, you know, how do we increase, you know, the, the, the value of that to, to our customers? And I think that was Sergio Zyman's point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love that quote. I've heard that quote, too. That is a great quote. And, and you, you said, you know, that, that what agencies can do is maybe kind of follow the strategies a little bit more of, of some of the um, B, big B2C companies such as Amazon or Walmart or something. Um, you know, what, what exactly is their strategy? You know, I mean, can, can, for our listeners, you know, how can, what can we learn from that? Well, I, you know, they, they become, you know, massive marketplaces and, um, you know, people are, are drawn to those types of entities because, well, pricing is one consideration. Um, Choice is another consideration. If I can go to one place to get more things, um, that's valuable to me. Um, trust uh, in in the brand. You know, you expect a certain level of uh, of service when you go when you buy something through Amazon, and so that builds trust. And I like buying through trusted uh, places. And uh, um, and with the technologies like personaliz- personalization. Um, there's prescription too in, in in a lot of cases. So there's a great experience around these things, um, and and so how that translates, you know, to the to the SME area um, is I think even more pronounced. You know, from a tech from a, a purchasing standpoint, marketplaces are great for consumers for all of the reasons that I just walked through. Even more important for SMEs when you're t- thinking about technology, because um, one of the very convenient things about Amazon is you've got uh, an account, and, and an account 
makes it easier for me to purchase things through Amazon. And it makes it, I've got one place to log in and I see all of my my invoices. But the things that I purchase on Amazon, they don't necessarily impact one another. I'll purchase one good and I'll purchase another good. They show up in my account. And they're not really connected to each other. But um, a technology marketplace for an SME can not only provide one place for uh, the, the SME to log into, um, but it, and one place for them to manage an account, one place for them to, to purchase and, and have all their transactions in. But it can also stitch together the technologies that they use um, to, to grow their business. So it can also be one place for reporting, one place for them to access all of their tools. It can connect those tools together to provide better insights uh, for their business. And so the, this idea of having you know, a one-stop shop um, is even more valuable when we're talking about the context of, of technologies for SMEs. Mm-hmm. And, and I would think I, th- I would think that technology for the SMEs, you know, just it's, it's easier for them. It gives them a better overview, um, um, so they can really you know focus on um, you know providing the right products and services, and and it's easier for the consumer. But I guess my my next question is. Um, it sounds a little complicated, okay? So uh, if I'm an SME and and I really want to, you know, uh, there's a couple directions I can go, okay? I can I can put my goods on on Amazon and Walmart, and then I can try to develop a marketplace myself. I mean, uh, how? Talk to me about those two directions, and can you do both at the same time? Um, yeah, I think you like you can do things uh, at at the same time, um, and it, and it's not really complicated. In fact, um, the the marketplace approach can can simplify things for 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 the SME. Um, part you know one of the biggest challenges is um, figuring out how to stitch things together uh, and uh, and make them talk to each other, and that that's some of the value that a, t- a marketplace. And a, and a single source of truth can can provide an SME. And I'll, I'll give, just give you an example of, uh, you know, the customer journey. Uh, if you're starting a brand new business, uh, um, or imagine you're building out the digital strategy for a brand new business, what what are the things? You, where do you need to start? Well, first off, where where do people find me? So you're going to look at you know your your Google business listings uh, and or your profiles there, you're, you're, you're going to create some social profiles, all the places where people you expect people to find you uh, online. And then you're going to have to build out your own presence. And, um, and you'll probably want to build out a transactional capability in your presence, whether that's an ability for someone to schedule something with the mm-hmm. on your site or purchase from you. And as you start to build out these capabilities, they need to, they need to talk to each other so that I can consolidate reporting and and that stuff is challenging for an SMB, but that is the type of thing that can be simplified uh, through through a marketplace. Mm-hmm. And and how can how can you know uh, channel partners or agencies help SMBs do that? Because um, you know it all sounds so so logical, right? And like you said, a great customer journey, great for me as an SMB. Um, but where do I begin? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. About 75% of all of the SME dollars right now um, that are that SMEs spend on technology come through a channel. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, uh, knowledge and te- knowledge of technology ranked is the first reason when SMEs were were surveyed. There's 51% of them said that the knowledge of technology is one of the top reasons why I want to work through a trusted expert. Um, a close second was the customer service and support um, that they would get through the buying process and then getting things to work together. Um, and I remember a, a study back done by the local search association, and it was some time ago, but it, it, the findings are still relevant. Um, when it came to marketing technology, um, they asked SMEs, um, how important it was that you had the ability to use technology to do things yourself, whether it's managing a website or managing your your advertising um, on on Facebook or on 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 Google, and um, so overwhelmingly they said DIY the the cap- the capability 
have, was very, very important to them. But when they looked at the, the results of what SMEs reported that they received when they were doing things themselves, a very, very small portion had any success when they or, or a lot of success when they were doing things themselves. And a lot of them didn't use the DIY capabilities. So there is a perception of a lot of value, but in actual fact, they really needed a, uh, an expert to work with to get the results that they wanted. So when you look at some some technologies, maybe like employee scheduling, um, that's a type of solution where you can go in directly to an ISV and, and, it, and, and or an independent software vendor, I mm-hmm. should say, and purchase it and it could work all on its own. But when you're looking at categories like marketing, advertising, payments, e-commerce, they they usually require services to go along with the products so that the SME um, gets the results that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you said that on the DYI um um, you know, not using all the capabilities. Um, I think we all think about some of the software that we all have, okay, and probably yeah. are not using it to 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 the to what it could be or it should be. And so I think I think the bottom line is what you're saying is that that you know even though S SMEs or SMBs um, want to have their hands in there, they're probably not you know, it's not their job to completely understand it and, and they do need support from yeah. agencies. And so and businesses are really time starved. You, you know, there's, you know, say about uh, most of them, they only get about a third of their time to spend on their actual core business. And when, when you look at all the different types of technologies that a typical business uses now, I think the, uh, I think the stat was for a typical business of say 30 employees, they'll be using, about 105 different pieces of software throughout their company. Mm. Yeah. And it seems like an incredible number, but when you count up all the different little tools you use for this and that and the other thing, um, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I look at my own phone or my own tablet or my own iMac, and there's a ton of stuff on there, you know, but so I agree with it. Um, so it sounds, you know, and do you think the SMEs today are, are a little bit more open to, to getting help from from uh, you know agencies or providers than maybe they were a couple of years ago? Oh uh, no, I think a- absolutely. And what's what's driving that is the the in- increase in the number of SMEs that want to adopt technologies that directly impact their bottom line. So I'm t- talking specifically about transactional capabilities mm-hmm. you know the ability to accept payments and the, the and sell services online or just collect payments from invoices online or have people um, schedule uh, directly and so it, because it's a it's a customer it's an expectation now right yeah Sure is. Well, Jeff, we're going to take a a short break and we'll come back and I want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the top line and and kind of ask you a little bit about this 20, only 20 percent have e-commerce and and how are, you know, what could be the growth strategies for for SMBs as we go forward, regardless of what industry they're in. And for our listeners today, we are speaking with Jeff Tomlin, uh, Vendesta's Chief Marketing Officer. And Vendesta is a technology company based in Canada, but worldwide, whose purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, Vendesta's partners, uh, help with marketing strategies, selling, billing, fulfilling, and deliver digital solutions to their SMB clients. And Vendesta serves over 60,000 channel partners worldwide, who in turn work with more than 5 million SMBs worldwide. And Jeff is a co-founder of Vendesta, and he's been with the company since his first day in 2008. And he provides the strategy and direction to the team's driving awareness and demand for Vendesta. Vendesta's platform. Now you can find Vendesta all over the net. They are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube under Vendesta, and that is V E N D A S T A. 
and please look them up. Great technology, great information. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. And Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and does legislative white papers focused on digital. They also hold conferences, and their next conference is going to be held October 16th to 19th in Florence, Italy, and Vendasta will be part of that conference, a major partner in that conference, and will be providing a wonderful evening at La Lagogia at Piazza Michelangelo in Florence on October 17th. So if you'd like to learn the Vendasta um, officers, please go to www.cinda.org and sign up for the Florence conference. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly, your host. And this uh, broadcast is brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital associations. And today we are talking with Jeff Tomlin, and he is Vendasta's chief marketing officer. And Vendasta is a technology company based in Canada, and its purpose, it is worldwide, and its purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium businesses. They provide technology to their channel partners, and they have over 60,000 channel partners who in turn work with more than 5 million SMBs worldwide. And Jeff is co-founder of the company and is provides the strategy and direction to the team's driving awareness and demand for Vendasta's platform. So um, Jeff, we've we've talked about marketplaces and how 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 really you know this kind of uh, one thing fits all from billing, you know, to to um, you know the the whole back end co- um, coordination can help SMBs and help um, with their bottom line. And, and let's talk a little bit about the top line. Okay. So, you know, how you said a little bit earlier that, that um, 20% of SMBs today provide e-commerce. All right. And I honestly thought that was, I thought it was higher than that. Um, especially after since March, 2020, um, how can technology such as e-commerce, you know, how how can it help promote growth strategy for for SMBs? Yeah, so th- that's a um, that's a great question. If you if you look at the fastest growing companies in the world uh, on the technology stage, so you think about 
the Dropboxes and you think about Slack and, and companies like that, what do they all have in common? Well, um, they all have a product-led growth approach. So they have a way of um, uh, that you can sign up, you can create an account and start using their product for free. And premium isn't uh, necessarily um, a requirement to have a product-led growth approach. But what product-led growth means is that um, you have a commitment to reducing friction to the way that people interact with your brand and uh, and the, the way that people can do business with you. And uh, it's a real shift. And it, so it, it's it's an important mindset, not only for the SMEs, but also for the channels and the different types of partners that work and consult and provide technologies to SMEs as well. So I'll give you, you know, one one stat that we found very, very interesting. So out of all of Vendasta's partners, we work with about, you know, 3,500 different um, agencies, media companies, um, independent software vendors who provide services to SMEs. And when we looked across the entire landscape and we saw the ones that had sort of a marketplace type approach, but they had... Um, an online store, which really means, you know, uh, an easy way for people, for SMEs to interact with them and purchase solutions from them. It was a, a, an easy way to interact with the brand and, and do business with them. We saw 92% of, uh, or, or all of those people with online stores, they grew on average 92% over a 12-month period. And we looked at all the ones that didn't have online stores or an easy way for you to purchase things from them or or set up appointments with them. They only grew at about 12.1%. There's this massive, wow. dis- <laughs> massive disparity in uh, in companies. And the, the biggest differentiator was there's one group of companies where they're, it's, they're making things really, really easy for people to do business with them. And another group that is not providing that same level of experience. And those... Those learnings, I think, are applicable both to people in the channel partner space who are selling solutions B2B to SMEs and to SMEs themselves um, when they're thinking about their their customers. You have to reduce the friction and make it really easy for people to do business with you. And when you create great experiences, um, growth happens. I, I like this. I, I told a friend the other day, I, I went to the optometrist and uh um, I, I wanted to book my appointment online and I went to their website and I couldn't book my appointment. Uh, their, their scheduling tool wasn't working. So I was just being a little obstinate about this. And I, <laughs> I, I, I called them and I said, well, ha- I'm trying to book online. How can I book online? And the, the receptionist said, well, I'm happy to book you right now. And I said, well, I'd re- really rather to book online. And uh, she said, well, I can just take your booking. But I said, how can I book online? I just wanted her to tell me uh, what the what the, the roadblock was. And uh, she said, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, you know who I ran into on the way to the optometrist? Everybody. <laughs> I, I can't see. So. <laughs> but anyways, the, the trip was an eye-opening experience. Um, <laughs> And but what 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 she told me was um, said, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, complaining about this. And, you know, that tells me that, um, you know, the you know, the the impetus to make it easier for people to do business with you, it's really coming from the customers. Um, And uh, and so in order to create the you know, the the big growth numbers, um, we have to think about, you know, what 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 are the ways that people want to interact with us now and they expect a digital experience mm-hmm. yeah i mean that that 92% to 12.1 i mean that's huge okay <laughs> i mean really huge and so what you know if 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 we're seeing that and then you know we're seeing things like that and then we're we're seeing customer experience, okay? Your experience as optometrist. And I have to be honest, I'm one of those, if it doesn't work when I'm trying to book online, it makes me crazy and I just go someplace else. Um, and, 
but we still have the number 20% SB, S, uh, SMBs, okay? What what are we doing wrong? Are we not communicating this to them? Are we not um, are we not as agencies, you know, saying, you know, helping them properly that this is how you can grow? I mean, your comic your comic uh, book story is fantastic. Obviously, you guys helped him grow. Um, what can we do to get this 20% to, you know, 40% in the next year or, or 60% in the next year? You know, the, there was a, um, a, a core set of capabilities that the vast majority of marketing agencies and technology enablers from media companies to, to MSPs and and, uh, and VARs all provided. And, uh, you know, it was around the presence space, it was around social media, and so um, online listings, websites, social. But uh, what you know, I think one of the set of capabilities that had a much smaller audience that was providing um, the uh, capabilities was around actual e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I think some some agencies have had shied away from it because they, you know, felt that there's a lot more complexity in providing in, in implementing e-commerce solutions, and it's a case sometimes. But boy, talk about um, a way to really entrench a customer and, ma- and create a customer for life is to really impact the way that they can they can actually grow revenue, and that's through mm-hmm. e-commerce. And the path to that is to finding you know the the natural adjacent solutions um, that bolt on really well. Um, when when uh, uh, these technology enablers are, are are looking at, hey, what are the things that just make sense for us to expand into? Um, you know, the the uh, the payments area and the e-commerce area are just natural extensions of the marketing stack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I think this is where our our technology consultants uh, need need to move to now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, because, you know, there's always a tendency on this presence and everything else and, and actually also reputation management, which is not that difficult to, to integrate. But with e-commerce, I haven't seen it. Um, but it, how about reputation management and e-commerce? I mean, to me, it kind of goes in hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can't have one without the other. And yeah. I mean, it, I think you know my argument would be e-commerce is a natural uh, extension of the of the digital foundations, and you know your digital foundations are you know first can people can people find me uh, you know when they when they conduct a search you know do I have a Google business profile um, <coughs> uh, do I show up in 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 search well um, and then once they I show up in search what do what, do people like what they see? So this is, you know, your reputation. So you have to build an, an initial presence. You have to build a reputation so people want to transact with you. And, and you know, we all know the stats on how important reviews and ratings and your online mm-hmm. reputation is when people have such easy choice and they're doing all of their research online um, today. And then, you know, we have to be able to build relationships with them. That's your social capabilities. And you need to d- build out your own presence where you own the actual media that's your own website and the natural extension to these things after you've built a presence and you've built a great reputation is to create a frictionless experience for people mm-hmm. to actually act with you and yep. uh, that's that's following you know the logical customer journey and mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of businesses um, are just uh, starting to make that leap now which means you know there's a, a massive opportunity in the market Okay, which brings me, we're getting towards the end, Jeff, here, which brings me to my last question, okay? So many, with many businesses making that leap now, um, we, saw, we saw a big leap. Um, what, if you had one prediction for the next, uh, the next upcoming year, what would that be? Where do you think we're going to be in one year? Oh, wow. Uh, you're putting me on the spot If I was to point to, to one thing, um, I, I would say that we're going we're gonna to see continued and massive growth in, in the e-commerce space and payments. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that it's going to be an area where um, far more agencies and far more uh, media enterprises start providing services 
um, on top of these. One of the fastest growing areas right now um, is uh, is not actually in providing advertising and eyeballs to businesses. It's in providing services and marketing services. That that area is growing rapidly. Gordon Burrell was talking about this um, earlier on in the year, and uh, going forward in the next couple of years, um, we're going to see a massive growth in in the volume of services that are being offered and the types of services specifically around helping businesses transact and actually, um, you know, grow their, their bottom line. And yeah. and thinking about how to grow the bottom line is is also the way to grow the top line because your 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 overall audience is going to grow when you think about making it e- making it easier to do business with you. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, great closing words, Jeff. Thank you so much. Uh, really informative. Um, looking forward to talking to you in at least, you know, six months and see where we are there. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Jeff Tomlin. He's Vendesta's chief marketing officer. And Vendesta is a technology company located in Canada, but worldwide. And their purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium businesses through their partners. And Vendesta serve 60,000 channel partners who in turn work with more than 5 million SMBs worldwide. And Jeff was one of the founders of the company and he's been with it since 2008. And he provides the strategy and direction to the teams driving awareness and demand for Vendesta's platform. And this broadcast has also been brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's largest growing nonprofit digital associations. And they provide uh, e-learning platforms with Boss Capital out of San Diego, um, marketing e-learning platforms, startup e-learning platforms, as well as as um, virtual seminars, legislation, and conferences. And their next conference is going to be October 16th to 19th in Florence, Italy. And if you'd like to meet the Vendesta team, please go to www.cinda.org and sign up for Florence because the Vendesta executives and Vendesta will be hosting a wonderful evening evening at Lagovia on Piazza Michelangelo in Florence on October 17th. And you can meet the whole team at Vendesta there. So Jeff, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. It is and, a pleasure chatting with you. Yes. And um, yeah, so looking forward uh, to uh, Florence. And um, ho- we'll hopefully we'll talk again and we'll talk about your predictions in a couple months. So thank you very much. We will see you soon. Okay. Take care. And listeners, thank you very much. Please tune in at 3 p.m. Tuesdays, Pacific Time. And if you miss us, we're on every uh, platform, podcast platform across the net. And thank you for listening and tune in again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.